We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. And we, we have some exciting episodes as we uh, get into the summer months now. Kids are all home from school. They'll appreciate this, I think, because we're going to do a whole focus the next three weeks on dumb guys. <laughs> Isn't that the focus every Saturday, John, on Wrestling with the Basics? It really isn't a change from our normal, <laughs> our normal programming. But, well, but we're going to make a special focus. On, I like on, dumb guys. <laughs> That's like good. Okay, guys. put the spotlight on the dumb guys. All right, so I get, I get the, the spotlight this week and then matt you're you're gonna share something with us oh how exciting from, from your own life next week right sure i'd be okay. happy to right. i'd be happy to share that with our listening audience that's <laughs> worldwide john thanks but, for asking <laughs> well you know we we use we do do this bit occasionally what dumb guys think but i want to show you a story with what this dumb guy did <laughs> so so we're in deerberg's we're in the grocery store have you ever had cotswold cheese I can't say that I have. Oh, okay. Well, go. go we we go live here. a simple life, John. <laughs> well, you, I'm sure there's a cheese dealer close to you in St. Louis there by Ascension. So go to your local cheese Cheddar's, dealer. Cheddar, Swiss. Oh, no. Ask for the Cotswold. It, it is a cheddar, and it has just a tad of onion in it. Oh, boy. Uh, it's actually made in Cotswold, England. That's where it gets its name. Uh, it makes a great grilled cheese sandwich. Take a little regular cheddar, take a slice of the Cotswold, put it together. It oh, is that the does best. Sound good. It is the best grilled cheese you've ever had. By the way, don't use uh, uh, butter, but use mayonnaise. As mayonnaise. Oh yeah, really? It's the best. The best grilled. But you cheese are head. full of all sorts of culinary <laughs> delights today. So anyway, but it, Cotswold is really hard to find. That's what I'm saying. If, if you okay. find it, okay. buy some. So we're in Deerberg's, and they've got the Cotswold. They've got it right there in the Deerberg's, <laughs> which they usually don't. And on top of it, they have this little box with little pieces of Cotswold cut up. And I thought, well, this is great. They are giving us free samples of the Cotswold. Of the fancy cheese. So I open up the little plastic box. I take out one for myself and one for Lynn. And, of course, joker that I am, you know, I, I sneak up to Lynn and say, don't, don't. I, I stole some cheese. Don't tell anybody I stole some cheese. But here, here, have a sample. They got Cotswold, but don't. Hold, quick, quick, eat it quick before they see us. You know, I'm having my fun. I'm yeah, my sure. Fun. Yeah, so Jolly so, John. <laughs> so we go to the cheese case there to pick mm-hmm. up our Cotswold. Mm-hmm. Lynn picks up the little plastic box and notices on the bottom there is a price tag. <laughs> <laughs> So actually, literally, I had stolen you cheese. You stole the cheese. <laughs> they could have thrown me in irons and put me in the old Gray Bar Hotel. I came that close. <laughs> we bought the box, by the way. <laughs> the well, one good. We did. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my that's my dumb story. Uh, uh, you know, 
If you have Jolly John over to your house, hide the cheese. <laughs> hide the cheese. If you got the good Cotswold <laughs> cheese, your European fancy cheese, be sure to hide it. Or at least put the put the price tag on it where I can see it. I thought it was a box of samples. How was I supposed to know? So we will have more dumb stories from Matt. I'm excited because I don't know what your dumb story is going to be, but that'll be for next week. And now we have a story about dumb people in the Bible. Perfect. Look at that. What a great lead-in. It's a theme. What a segue. It's a segue, yeah. Uh, isn't it like one of those things you ride around? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So there's dumb people in the Bible, huh? Yeah, there yeah, is. That makes me feel better about myself. Well, I tell you what, it should make all of us feel better, I think. Genesis chapter 11 is the story we want to do tonight, today. Uh, the Tower of Babel or Babel? Which is it, Matt? Babel well, you know, I don't know. I, 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 Babel, Babel, tomato, tomato, whatever. <laughs> You say potato, I say potato. So, uh, <laughs> what do you say? You say Babel, right? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 You're I, a Babel man. <laughs> I've actually gone back and forth between Babel and Babel. Okay, yeah. same sermon, and I think people are what is he talking <laughs> what about? Is this the same? But let's is read this it. The same Let, place. Let's read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough talking about. Oh wait, wait, wait. Maybe we should do that. Oh Where yeah, yeah. We you're you're doing sound the effect. sound effects today. All right, now Thank there's you. no time for foolishness. All right. So you want to start reading here? You've done this story before, haven't you? Well, yeah. So this, I mean, this is a classic. You know, it's it's using your Sunday school stories and the whole thing. But I think, you know, there's some good connections though, as we'll see next yeah. week. Uh, to other places in the Bible, too, when it comes to the Tower of Babel. Oh, so, Babel. We, so we got two teasers. They need to come back to see how it's connected to the New Testament and also to hear, to hear my your, dumb story. Your dumb story. Oh, but, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, though, because before we begin it, I just remembered what we don't think about is the context that this story comes in, right? Because we do. We get it in Sunday school, but it just comes out of nowhere. That's a good point. You know, we're, I'm glad you brought that up. We're, yeah. we're, our high schoolers at, at Ascension right now are going through the whole book of John. Oh, cool. And, and some of them are saying, oh, wait a second. I've never heard that before. Yeah. And it's exactly because of that, because sometimes in, in Sunday school or vacation Bible school, which, by the way, at Ascension this week, we have vacation Bible school. Oh, listeners. cool. Don't, uh, don't miss out on that. It's free, nine at noon. But, um, wait, wait, wait uh, Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday. What time are you at? Nine to noon. Just show up. Just right? show up. Okay. Free of charge. Have a great time. Yeah. Ascension there. What's yes. the address? It is fifty three forty seven Donovan Avenue, right across okay. from Francis Park, right by guess what? Ted Drews. Ted Drews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a point to this. So. Okay, I'm <laughs> so, sorry. So my point is, sometimes in Sunday school lessons or even vacation yeah. Bible school lessons, you have this lesson that it's wonderful and rich yeah. and full of meaning and. But yet it's it's really in isolation to the rest of the scriptures. And so our high schoolers, as they read through the Gospel of John, they say, hey, wait a second, we never heard this part. And, ah. oh, wow, look at that. Um, for instance, we talked about uh, late raising Lazarus from the dead. Oh, yeah, yeah and then great story. There's a little detail that now they're out not just to get Jesus, but they're out to get Lazarus, oh, the yeah. Pharisees yep. and others. And they're like, whoa, I never saw that before. So I, I think that we're comments an important one, that the Tower of Babel, Rather than just looking at it isolated as just this accounts floating around somewhere in the Old Testament to look at the context in which it happens. I think it adds to the meaning, too. So, Mr. Smarty, smarty <laughs> Pants, so smarty pan. what is the context? What's <laughs> happened? That's happened immediately before so, the Oh, well, Babel. something kind of some... 
dumb people earlier. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all about the dumb all people. All about the dumb people. This so, June in, in, right. in, in uh, wrestling with the basics. <laughs> so things get bad, really bad, yeah. so much that, that the Lord floods the world. It's the flood. Uh, yep. The flood. Yep. And so he, out of his grace and mercy, he does preserve Noah and his family and keeps them safe and in his care in that ark. And now we fast forward some generations uh, to the Tower of, of Babel. And we see, boy, after the flood, perhaps things haven't changed all that much. Well, now, here's the interesting thing, too, talking about things not changing much. And again, about dumb guys. What's the dumb thing that Noah does right after the flood? And this is Noah. This is God's chosen righteous man. Remember what he does? Well, well, he he, he gets drunk, yeah. right? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so he gets drunk, and that leads to, to trouble, of course, as you can imagine. <laughs> it's kind of a dumb thing to do. But, but, yeah, we think of Noah, and, oh, boy, this example of faith and, and faithfulness. And it certainly is. But even Noah, even this faithful guy that God had preserved, does dumb things. <laughs> well, and, and it, like you said, it gets worse because his son Ham comes in, sees him naked, runs out and says to his brothers, hey, guess what? Dad's naked and drunk in the tent. Come on, look. Yeah. And, and of course, his, his two brothers, though, uh, uh, Shem and Hav- uh, Japheth, yeah. Yeah, they're much more respectful of their dad. They, they go in and cover him up, walk in backwards. Isn't that something? I know. So they don't add any shame to their father. Yes. Uh, and, and, and so right before we have the whole Tower of Babel, we have the, the curse and the blessings, as it were, because uh, Ham and his descendants get cursed, and they become the uh, traditional enemies of Israel. They become the Egyptians who enslaved the Israelites until, of course, the Egyptians themselves are destroyed in the Red Sea, and uh, Ham's descendants become the Canaanites that take over the Promised Land until, again, the Israelites come and, and, and drive them out. Uh, Japheth becomes, uh, uh, well, his name means enlarged, and he does. He becomes these great descendants that take over Europe, uh, India. You and I, we're probably, you're, you're, you're from Europe, aren't you? So we're descendants sure. of Japheth. Yep. So he becomes this great enlarged group of people that populate a good portion of the world. And poor old Shem, uh, he doesn't really have that many uh, descendants to boast about, but of course he is the promised one yes. from him will come eber who is the uh from where we get the name hebrews and we get abraham and isaac and jesus of course so so uh, the reason i'm bringing this up is luther thinks that this story about the tower of bible is a, a story about ham's descendants okay in fact luther's well, well let's start reading here start interesting reading here. so zeroes yeah. in on that one son yeah. of so this of is what Noah. happens okay. to the people who have been cursed because they shame their father yeah. but but read the verse here because luther has another strange okay. thought here uh, chapter 11 verse 1 oh. and now the whole earth had one language and the same words and as people migrated from the east they found a plain in the land of shinar and settled there so, so luther actually interprets that as the, what's happened is uh the promised people god uh, gave it to Shem, and so they have the promised land, but now Ham and his descendants are kind of moving in on them, uh, moving in onto the territory of his brother Shem, and and that's what Luther sees as kind of the background of this story. I, I don't know. Do you agree with that? I, I'm not sure. We don't get the details. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we really... could speculate, and, and yeah, you know, Luther, you know, usually pretty bright guy, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but at the same time, you yeah, we just don't get the details. I do think it's interesting. It is clear that the whole earth has one language, and I think that's yep, important. Yep. So whether we're talking Ham or Shem or Jephthah or whatever, 
at this time, there's that one common language, which makes sense. They 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 have just been on the ark, and you now these are the the generations after, so they're all speaking the same thing. And and I can see where Luther might have concluded that this is the descendants of Ham described here, because these people are obviously people that are not people of faith. But we can see that in their mm-hmm. words and their actions. Well, okay, now I think we've kind of set up the story. But anyway, that was that was the background that we've got these yeah. divisions going on, yeah. uh, and, and now we have some dumb people. And on the other hand, you know, even faithful. People do dumb things too, yes. like Noah. So, yeah. so maybe these were Shem's descendants, and they're just being dumb. But well, and when we get to the end of the story, remind me about that because I, I see. I think the problem with these three sons of Noah, mm-hmm. and I've, I've actually read people do this: that okay, so we got Japheth, and they're kind of the neutral people, right? And, and then we've got Shem. Of course, they're the good people, mm-hmm. the ones that are blessed sure. by God. Yep. And then we've got Ham, and those are the evil and the wicked and the people. Bad guys, yeah. And, and we do that. We kind of divide the world up. Oh, those people over in the Middle East. Oh, those are your descendants of Ham. Those are your are maybe the people in Africa. You know. Oh, those are the evil. Of course, us good Europeans. <laughs> we're the descendants of you know of Shem. We're the good we're guys. The, we're the yeah. good guys. Uh, and that, of course, is is not the point at all. That's not the point at all. And in fact, I. I I guess I'll go ahead and make my point now. Uh, from Shem, we have a man by the name of uh, Terah. You remember Terah? Mm-hmm. And he is noted because he is an idolater. Yeah. So so even the descendants of Shem, they end up forgetting God. They end up, you know, worshiping false gods. And yet the neat thing is God still remains faithful to the people because Terah ends up having a boy by the name of Abraham who becomes the synonymous with faith and the one who by whom all nations will be blessed and who actually, well, I'm jumping the gun. But you're right. And, yeah. and, and yeah. The descendants of Shem are also include Sadducees and Pharisees and people who oh, yes. sought to kill Jesus. That's right, the very so people, yeah. All sorts. It's sinners and saints mixed into each one of those groups. So there are dumb people everywhere. <laughs> sort of the moral of the story. Including you who are listening. Yeah. Maybe. We won't name names. <laughs> but you know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are. All right, read the story. Read the story. Okay. Uh, and the, the people said to one another, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. No, that's not dumb. Bricks, mortar. That, in fact, that's a smart thing to have mortar with your that bricks. That makes sense. A three dumb. little pigs. Isn't yeah. that what the, 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 the smart little pig? He builds his house with bricks, right? That's not the sticks with the head. So. Exactly. This is smart. This is good. If someone huffs and puffs, they're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> All right, then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Now, now here's where the dumbness comes, Matt. Yeah. (laughs) Because first of all, it says, let us build ourselves a city. So no concern for God, no prayer to the Lord, no asking God if this is what he would like or if this is the proper thing for them to do. It's just their own project. It's what they're going to undertake all on their own. It is exactly, of course, what you and I do as dumb people and the people listening to us. We got our plans, whatever suits us. We don't think about, is it pleasing to God? Is it loving to the neighbor? It's just what we want, a very common dumb thing to do. Any other comments about let us ourselves do this? 
Well, I, I think that just those achievements that we can do with our, our human hands and oh, our yes. intellect, that always trips us up. <laughs> I think uh, modernism, I think that was oh, a, a, yeah. big, a big issue. Um, I think of things like the Titanic. Oh, build there you this go. grand ship, the Titanic, and look at what we've done. Unsinkable. Not even God himself could sink the ship, and then look what happens. That's the ship That's, the, yeah, that's what I thought. Who needs sound effects? <laughs> that's right. So, but, but you see that time and time again, and still today, that, that through our ingenuity, our, our smarts, we're going to do this. Without think, consulting the Lord, like you said, is this God pleasing? Without certainly giving glory to God that he's the one that's given us the intellect and the strength and all those gifts to do that. If God does not build the building, the labors labor, labor in, in vain. vain. That's yeah. exactly right. So, yeah. And, and then as they go on, to, what's the purpose of building this? Yeah, go ahead, because that's the second dumb yeah, thing. To make a name for, not God, for ourselves. Yep. And to make it so that it's up into the heavens. See? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a, yeah, like we got to do something to get up to God. We'll show God. We'll impress him, you know. When, of course, that's the, that's the greatest error of all religions that we have to have a project, a work, an activity, something we got to do to get to God. Cause as we're going to say in a moment, no, God comes down to us. You don't need to build a tower to get up to him. You don't need to make a name for yourselves. He comes to you. He, he gives you the name that you need to have. Yeah. But here comes the really, really dumb thing. It's the last part of that verse. Read the last part of that verse again. So we'll make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the whole face of the earth. Now, Matt, now I, I had the opportunity of preparing this. I hope people understand this. I prepare one, Matt prepares one, the other guy has no idea what's going on. Be- be- believe it or not, someone is preparing something each week. <laughs> it is hard. That might be too bad. Well, so do you know what the really dumb thing is about saying that we don't want to be dispersed over the ends of the earth? Okay, I think I might know. Okay, I think right. I might know. All right. So what when, when Adam and Eve, yes, and then, well, then and then even you with with Noah again, yeah, right? Yeah, that God says, "We'll be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, fill subdue the earth. it," and here they're doing just the opposite of that. And, and thank you for emphasizing it was the first thing that was given to Adam and Eve. And after the flood, it was the only commandment they were given. And now they want to do just the opposite. Okay. Yeah. So people, that it maybe goes beyond dumb. <laughs> <laughs> when you do just the opposite of what God tells you to do, that probably goes beyond dumb. And it does raise the question. Now, I, I know God puts up with dumb people. He puts up with me all the time. But can he put up with the people who intentionally do just the opposite of what he's told them to do. Well, let's continue reading the story. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. It's sort of strange, and it's not no longer dumb. It's now in that realm of sin. Sin, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And so that's the point we already made. It's not like we have to get up to God. He comes down to us. And and I think we need to clarify, Matt, it's not that God didn't know what was going on before and that God wasn't there. Uh, uh, I've got to make my wife happy here. Lynn loves the word ubiquitous. (laughs) She does. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like a Lynn word. uh, The word she would like. Yeah, yeah, because she's not dumb. She's smart. Uh, But you know what the word ubiquitous means, right? Present everywhere, present everywhere, and mm-hmm. and and and, mm-hmm. and we Lutherans are ubiquitarians because we believe God is present everywhere. But I think the sense of the Hebrew here, what it says, He comes down, is that sure He's there, sure He knows what's going on, but now He's going to do something. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to take action. Yeah, and don't make me come down there. <laughs> yeah, look at that, and that's exactly what God does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So keep on reading. Keep yeah. on reading. Okay. Um, 
I think they well just real quick. Ahead, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's interesting. He calls them the, the children of man. It's kind of interesting too. Ooh, so yeah. the, the children of man, and you know, if we're thinking of man, well, who the the, the man is Adam yeah. in his fallen state. The children of Adam, so they're not really not called children of God certainly here, but children of of man. So I don't know how much how significant that is, but that oh, is interesting. Oh no, man, Matt. See again, I didn't even think of that. I'm glad you brought that up because it answers our question. So is this Ham? Is this Shem? Is it Japheth? The it's the children of man. Yeah. They're, that's what they all yeah. got in common. Whether it's yeah. one of those three or two or all of the above, yeah. they're still children of man. It makes ultimately. no difference. This so is the we. problem. They are all those that have inherited yeah. sin from Adam. Yeah. yeah, good point. And the Lord said, "Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will to do." will now be impossible for them. And again, I think we need to clarify this. It's not like God says, oh man, this is a hopeless situation. But God is saying, if, if something doesn't happen, if I don't come down, if I don't intervene, yeah, these people are going, nothing will be impossible for them. And trust me, that's not a good thing. And maybe because like you highlighted, these are the children of men. We know what they do. We saw that right away with Cain and Abel. And so if somebody doesn't step in here, they're going to do mean and nasty things, and it just will be more than you can dream or imagine. And and that's what made me think, Matt, this has actually been played out in history. Wherever men have come together to make their names great, uh, united in a language or a nationality or in a race, we have done horrible things to the other people around us. Uh, so I was thinking of the uh, English Empire. Uh, at one point it was said that the sun did not set on the English Empire. Mm-hmm. But you know how they got that, don't you? Brutality, violence, enslavement. Hitler and, and World War II, our Germany and World War I, again, united as the great Aryan race and did horrible things to people of other races. And the United Soviet Socialist Republic. See, this is before your time, young blood. <laughs> but there was a man by the name of Khrushchev, and he was pounding on the desk there at the United Nations talking about how they were going to overrun the United States. It's not a good thing when people are one and concerned about their name being great. And it's a scary thing for our country, too, because there's a lot of things in our history where we're concerned about the name of the United States being great. And we were united in whatever it was we were united in. And we brought a lot of harm to the people around us. So what's God going to do about it? Yeah, so it's not about our yeah. name. It's about God's name. Yeah, it should what, be. Yeah. And, and when it's about us and about our yeah. unity, then there's problems. Because this isn't a compliment. There's no limit to what they can do. Yep. Really, there's no limit to their sin, no limit it's, to their oh, depravity yeah, and their exactly. evil. And, exactly. and God wants to curtail that. Reign them in. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, verse 7. Come, yeah. let us go down and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from over the whole face of the earth. And they left off building the city. Therefore, the name will be called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. And, you know, there's a, a passage in the Proverbs where it says that what, what the wicked fear is what they get. Yeah. And that's exactly <laughs> what, what happened. happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I would I would say a word in defense of God. I, I mean, he could have sent an earthquake. He could have left uh, their city and their tower in rubble. He could have sent a, a, a hurricane or a tornado and blown it all away. Uh, he actually deals with them in a certain amount of grace and mercy, if you think about it, that, that he just speaks his word and confuses their language so they cannot continue the evil that they would do. Uh, and, in fact, they do what he told them to do. They get dispersed over all the world. Um 
But that's kind of ends on a sad note that God has brought his punishment. He's come down in his wrath. Although, again, I, I would suggest it is done in love and mercy mm-hmm. was to try mm-hmm. to prevent greater evils. Uh, I think of the fact that uh, uh, he does do that. He does do that. We, we may think he hasn't come down in our world with all the troubles and trials we had, but we're not fighting Nazis anymore. And the English Empire is exactly what happened here. They are now all divided up into many smaller countries and many different languages. The great United Soviet Socialist Republic, same thing. It's just divided up into a whole bunch of different nations now with different languages. Uh, God, trust me, people, if there's some evil that is besetting you, you just be patient, you pray, you wait on the Lord. He will come. He will disperse the enemies. But we hope he does something more than that, and that will be our subject next week. Right, Matt? Good. Yeah, how does this connect to the rest of the Bible? We talked about that earlier, right? The context. I think you can tell them particularly how does it connect to... uh, Pentecost. Good. Yeah, the Pe- Pentecost. So we'll look at Pentecost in particular next week uh, as we look at the, the many nations all the way back from Babel and how God perhaps doesn't disperse, but in some respects brings together. So, so he both reverses the curse and yet doesn't reverse the curse. Yeah. 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 Okay. And Matt's really dumb thing. That's oh, what we're excited it's reason about. enough to tune in Matt's to. Matt's really dumb thing next week the on uh, Wrestling, Wrestling with the, the Basics. basics. <laughs>